are listening to See-Through Panel, Episode 5. My name is Cole Harvey. I'm here with Fahed Araman. Hello, everyone. Today we're going to be talking about two webcomics from two different platforms. The first goes by the name of Graduation Nightmares. It is on Webtoon. And the second that we'll get into is called Memento Mori-Sins, and it's from the Tapas app. You just want to take it away for head about graduation nightmares. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the first comic that we're going to be talking about is graduation nightmares. It's by Teresa de Del Pella. Um, Teresa is a Spanish freelance illustrator specializing in making comics and board games. She also makes art related videos where she shares her processes and tips. Uh, graduation nightmares is about Helena. She's graduating next week. And things seem to be growing, going great, except for one thing. She can't have a good night's sleep. Plagued by constant nightmares, Helena can't get any proper shut-eye, and she's getting crankier and crankier by the minute. Literally tired of this situation, Helena decides to go out into the world and find out what the heck is wrong with her subconscious. Determined and desperate, she's willing to do just about anything to get a good night's sleep. All right. Well... I'll just let you start about how you felt about this. Did you uh, get caught up? Are you current on it? So I, I, I read all, uh, all the issues. Um, so there's a couple of things that both these comics have in common. They're both. So for the first time in the podcast, we're doing um, comics that are unfinished stories. So it's, it's a bit difficult to criticize the arc of the kind of like of the plot line. Um, for for both of them, and they both feature um, uh, female protagonists as well. I I quite enjoyed Graduation Nightmares. I thought there was a lot to admire about the uh, about the artwork, the dialogue, um, the kind of. I just in, enjoyed the general kind of atmosphere of the the world that it created. Um, so I'd be I'd be quite. I, I don't read a lot of web comics. Um, I used to I used to read quite a, quite a few of them, but um, yeah, I, I'd be very intrigued to see where the the story kind of um, go, 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 kind of continues, uh, where she's kind of intending to go with kind of developing the world and the characters. What did what did you what were your, what were your um, initial thoughts about it? Well, this was, I read this one first, and this was actually my first ever webcomic, so I was a bit, um, the the layouts and the way it's constructed is a bit different for me, but I thought this one, Graduation Nightmares, was very charming. Uh, I love the, I love pretty much all the characters. They're all very unique. We haven't had a lot of time to kind of flesh out all the characters yet, but I do think that there's definitely something strong going there. The art, I think, is, yeah, you're going to notice a difference in, um, I don't want to say quality, but there's definitely a stylistic difference between these two comics that we're reading, and uh, Graduation Nightmares goes between color and black and white with a lot of dot pitch on it, and I actually, I don't know about you, but I love the the black and white, um, I guess, issues or episodes or whatever you want to call them. Although I do think the coloring is very good, I love the I love the way this artist works in black and white. Yeah, I I think she um, her her color stuff. 
I, I enjoyed both of them equally. So I, I enjoyed her choice of um, color palette. I agree her work in, in black and white is uh, exceptional. The thing that I had in mind was that this, if I if I saw art like uh, artwork like this, either kind of in color or black and white, on like a Cartoon Network or a Nickelodeon show, it wouldn't look out of place no. for me. Um, it kind of, I don't want to say reminiscent. It's not reminiscent of any, of anything in particular, but kind of like it reminds me of a lot of different things. Things like, um, um, oh, what was that show on Disney about the brother and sister? that um lived with their cranky uncle in the forest so it, it reminded me a lot of you know shows where it's about you know a group of friends kind of growing up together so yeah i, I felt you know if, if i saw this particular story playing out on like a car, cartoon network or a nickelodeon show it wouldn't look out of place at all definitely yeah i definitely agree the art is very um i don't want to say clean it's a it feels clean in a lot of places, but the character, the figure drawings are awesome. I love the way that, um, what is her name? Teresa draws uh, all these characters because they're all very unique looking and they all kind of have their own facial expressions. She's very good at facial expressions. Um, and conversationally, the the dialogue combined with those facial expressions really makes for uh, an interesting thing to read. And normally when you have a lot of talking, that can get that can weigh you down. But in in terms of a comic where it's mostly talking, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, did you feel that there was um, kind of a lot of dialogue? Because I felt there was, I I, I didn't feel that way. I feel, come to think of it, actually, there was a lot of a lot of the comic is them is ju- is is just characters talking to each other. But you know, before you said that, it's not something that I realized. Um, so that's I think that's probably a, a, a sign that. Um, you know, she, uh, the, the when when she's writing dialogue, it's not a chore to read through. Because I think, for me personally, I notice when there's a lot of text on the place on the page where it's a chore to to read through it, and I'm just like, oh god, you're covering up all the beautiful art with this guff. But I, I never felt that way. But I think you're right. There is um, there's quite a lot of dialogue in the comic. It's pretty dialogue heavy, but yeah, you never really notice it. There's a uh... You know, in some comics, you'll turn the page and see a wall of text and just kind of almost close the book for a second. But in this, uh, it's pretty it's pretty tame. Even on the, the heavy dialogue pages or panels, um, it's all very seamless to read through. And what I like about this compared to a lot of the other web comics that I've seen, I guess I haven't read them, so this might not be fair. But in this, they're actually working with panel layouts on the page. Because so some comics that I've seen will just be a vertical or a horizontal scroll of single panel. Yeah, infinite, yeah, infinite, infinite scroll. Yes, I like this because I've always loved that the panel layouts offer another form of you know artistic flair. So in this, we're still keeping that, which I really appreciated because I like that she uses those grids a lot. Yeah, I she the store. I mean, she 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 took this. kind of put into a graphic novel format, like a, a page format, I don't think it would lose that much. There are some web comics that rely on the, the web comic format that wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to um, tr- um, adapt them into um, a traditional print book because it just, it, it wouldn't work. The, 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 the effects of the, the storytelling um, would be lost, but with this, 
maybe it's for some people it might be a weakness that you would be able to just print this print this out but for me i agree with you i think she's got a really good handle on how to um uh, how to tell a story using using panels and it flows um it flows beautifully the the world um she she's put onto the um put onto the screen i suppose i was going to say put onto the page has got this weight to it if you know what i mean it kind of everything you feels um kind of like tactile and um lived in we definitely agree definitely agree especially to me on the i guess she does black and white um Mostly for dream sequences, yeah. Yes. So the black and white's only for the dream sequences. And to me, that's um, when it gets most visually interesting. I think, okay, so I think her color work is good, but I don't particularly love some of the things she's doing. And I never really noticed that until I got to the very, um, the most recent or the very end, I guess you could say, uh, dream sequence where it starts to kick up and she's, I guess it's kind of, actiony the whole thing isn't really actiony but um towards the end it starts yes. to pick up the pace yeah and that when it gets a little fantastic and a little bit more um fantasy i think she really has room to to stretch out her arms and show you what she can do because these most recent pages are very very beautiful i think also it's probably just her improving in general but yes so i i went to um, check out her YouTube page and I only watched a couple of her YouTube videos and um, what she's saying that she's trying to do with this project is this isn't even her main project this is just something she's doing to learn how to um, do graphic novel storytelling um, so this is her kind of working out her processes working out how to tell a story um, working out um you know, technical things about how to, how to draw and how to write dialogue. So that, you know, I think that goes to your point where you, um, where we mentioned, I think this isn't um, updating as regularly as some other uh, web comics or um, uh, comic books that you might be reading um, on the internet because she's, it's a work in process for her and she's got other projects that she's, um, she's working on. So, yeah, and I do agree with you. You can definitely t- tell that there's, as there often is, you know, when you're reading um, uh, an artist develop, which he's watching an artist develop, there is there is definitely a, a progression in the way kind of um, she's uh, illustrating her art as well. And especially the one thing I do appreciate about the um, kind of the later panels is the lettering. I don't know if you noticed some of the lettering in the um, earlier earlier pages. Hmm. I don't. I, what about them? I don't know if I noticed. So I think some of the earlier pages, like the the font is too large in some of them. I think she. I. I, I um. I think from for my personal aesthetic taste, I think she could have shrunk down the 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 lettering a bit. Because if you if you look at um, some of the earlier pages, she's got um, she's using a different font to the one I think she's using a different font to the one she's using in in the late later pages, and I much prefer the the fonts that she's using in the later pages. If that makes sense, so oh, yeah, um, I, I think you're correct. So f- yeah, I think for me, I prefer 
the, the font she's using in the later pages rather than the early pages because the um the typeface she's using is quite tall in the earlier pages and that means like the um speech bubbles are quite large as well and um she draws beautifully so it's just a bit of a shame that um some of it's you know some of the arts being maybe unnecessarily um obstructed by by um the speech bubbles but you know like you know like i mentioned she's um she's doing this as a work in pro um as, as a project just to to work out her storytelling um processes and she's apparently going to be pitching another graphic novel to uh later on this year so i'll be really interested to see um what she does with that oh very much i considering this is almost like a sketchbook to her like this is where she's learning to to do this process i'm actually astonished that she's so good at it because i had i had no idea about that i didn't do enough research to be honest but yeah she is getting better on every i guess episode or chapter because her her storytelling has become more and more fluid i think as it goes on and i guess the length of the individual episodes also contributes to that because sometimes um, they can be just like four or five panels and other times there'll be a couple vertical pages, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think just the nature of the, the web comic format though, sometimes. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's another thing that, um, feeds, you know, kind of like, like you said, this is a sketchbook and it's a really impressive sketchbook. So, um, she, right. I think she's definitely someone to, the other thing that, um, both the, um, creators that we're talking about having come in is i believe english is both their second language um oh no i yeah, didn't so know that. Like, <laughs> yes i think teresa is spanish so there are a few typos in here um but her ear for dialogue is um really really good so i mean there, there are a couple of typos not to be kind of um yeah, kind of be un- unexpected or you can't really come down too harshly on that when it's someone's um second second language but um well, where did you think the, the this this comic took place because um i thought it took place in england what about you do you think I, yeah i think england they said there what was it they said that gave it away um i thought i saw some some english like vernacular something that yeah I can't recall what it so was. So for me, for me, the word that gave it away was twat, which is a That's very, it. very, it's a very kind of like English insult term of endearment. Um, that, um, that, that, um, I, I don't think, uh, a lot of Americans would use. That is the other thing that, um, I was thinking about this is I'm not to sound too pur- puritanical. I think it's a shame. There's a bit of swearing in there. I don't know what you think about it because this is, Something I'd quite like to maybe show my um my younger nephews, but there is there is a bit of swearing in there, and that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable sharing it with them. I don't know what you what you'd think about uh, that. I didn't even catch the swearing really. So um, twat is a swear word. It means um uh it, it refers to a lady's um yeah a lady's private parts. So you, yeah, it's you know it's not the worst word in the world, and I think there was another. I think there was another instance of swearing in 
We, we but, don't even yeah. say that here, and I've, I've still heard it so much just through media that it doesn't even feel that bad to me just because uh, yeah. you guys, uh, on all your media, you say it so often. And the thing that gave it yeah. away for me was he asked for a medium chips, and he gets a medium thing of oh. fries. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, the, that's the one. That's the other thing. That's the other one. Chips. Also, so, I should say, when I said oh no earlier, it probably sounded dramatic when you said that they were yeah. English. It was because... Yeah. This one is so much better of a translation than the other one. I kind of just assumed yes. that this was their first language. And knowing that makes me feel a lot different about the other one. Yes. And yeah. We'll get to that. Um, we'll get to that. So it's, we haven't really talked much about the story. So um, Helena, I think is quite an endearing character. She's um, kind of trying to find her way through the world and she's suffering from these terrible nightmares. And it's not particularly clear whether the kind of like the nightmares are a supernatural thing or it's just a purely um, subconscious happening and there's sinister things um, happening within, within those dreams as well. It's difficult to review the plot because it's not it's not finished yet. So um, yeah, I don't know what, you, what, what if you had any comments to make. The take that. I had on it is that uh, these are just kind of stress dreams, and you know everything that is like she's drowning is kind of the first dream, and that's obviously like just like a kid graduating college maybe feels like they're drowning in terms of workload and stress and stuff like that. I figure it's that. I don't know if it's gonna have any like evil force behind the dreams or anything. I think it's just a stressed out kid, but that yeah. still was so compelling because there's kind of a clock on the storyline. Cause she has, what was it like a week or something? Yeah. A week till graduation and a uh, parents show up. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you kind of have that kind of sets the pace. Although pacing is a little bit harder for me on this, just because of the way the chapters are broken up. But um, yeah, it kind of makes it so, you know, you have a light at the end of the tunnel and then you can just kind of enjoy everything in between, which I have, which yeah. I have liked. Yeah. So um, she started this off in April 2018, and the last page was published June 22nd, 2020. So I'm going to keep my eye on it. I prefer to finish reading things when they're finished. So I'm not too sure if I'll – I'll probably get quite frustrated waiting for the next – um issue to come out if i if i had um if i just kind of follow how did you read this by the way did you use like um a tablet device or did you just use um a screen browser because um, i'm wondering how that would um how that affected your reading experience so i checked it out on my phone originally and then i used one of my friends la- uh tablets and then i ended up finishing it on my phone again but i do have a giant phone so it's not terrible but that's definitely yeah. I'm a preferred way of reading things. That's why I never really have gone into web comics because I, I, I don't have anything with a big enough screen to imitate like a physical book. Yeah. So I uh, initially tried to read it in the web browser and that was for both of them a pretty miserable, well, not miserable experience. It just, it wasn't that satisfying. And then I switched to my iPad, um, which was fine is is a fine way to 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 uh enjoy the book um i think i prefer the 
um, Tapas app to the web tune app that was a little bit more responsive. But yeah, um, so yeah, I think for me, this is definitely one for our listeners to kind of check out and hopefully, you know, Teresa, please continue doing the work so we can have a, you know, don't leave us, don't leave us hanging. We need to kind of know how the story ends. Yeah, I would, I would love to, I'm actually going to, I'm for sure going to keep reading this uh, episodically and I'm definitely going to check out anything she puts out like through a publisher. If that's what she's planning on going for a graphic novel, I will buy it because I think she's got a lot of talent here. She's kind of naturally good at the dialogue and her art gets better and better every time. So there's a lot to look for, I think. Yeah. So um, do you want me to introduce the second webcomic that we were talking, going to talk about? Yeah, let's do it. uh, It's uh, Memento Mori Sins. Uh, It is by Aileen. Good luck. Gavea, I think it's pronounced Eileen Gavea. That's I'm, that's how I'm pronouncing it. She is a graphic designer uh, with a great imagination who destroyed it. Who, who started to draw her own comic and share it online. Uh, this one was on Tapas, wasn't it? On Tapas. Yes. Um, Memento Mori sins it, on the mean streets of the 1920s New Jersey. A young woman becomes a contract killer uh, in order to survive a, in a world of organized crime and corruption. A very difficult path for a woman of this time. Will she be able to impose herself or be crushed by the mafia like many before her? So do you want to start off with your initial thoughts about this? Yes. Okay. So as soon as you go into the webcomic, the first thing you get is a... Warning that it is for mature audiences, which I guess maybe didn't excite me, but I thought it was uh, nice that since I'd already read all of Graduation Nightmares previously, I'd get something a little darker, different different tone. Uh, so I opened it up, and it seems this is a largely black and white with um, red being used only for blood as the only color. I guess story of a hit man, a uh, woman, hit woman, I guess. And so it it opens pretty vaguely. Um, there's, I think, just it just opens with a killing and then her returning home. And the story is in small, very small, decompressed chunks. Is my issue um, before getting into the big thing. the The story seems to be meandering quite a bit to me, at least. Where we'll have three initial episodes that have essentially no plot progression and haven't really even introduced us to the character yet. And then maybe the fourth or fifth episode will be just a huge plot movement, finally give us some character names and things will be moving. And then the next episode, once again, a little bit meandering. So the pacing was odd to me. And that's not, that's just, that's just the storytelling in terms of the art. It's not my, favorite style it seems um i don't want to say anything too bad about it it's not amateurish i think it looks pretty good but i think that there is a level of polish that isn't there yet and could use a little bit of i guess just experience which is probably what he's what they're gaining from making this so i think it can only get better but uh for me right now this was 
a little bit harder to read after graduation nightmares. What about you? So I did this the opposite way around. So I read this first and it was a bit of a slog to, to get through. Um, I agree with you. The art's not bad. It's, you can't say that the, you know, she's not doing um, what she's intending to do. What I would say is that some of her aesthetic choices means that it's a bit more difficult to read. Um, and what I'm specifically kind of referring to is all the characters are kind of beautiful and they've all got slimline figures. Um, and that means... So, so and they're all wearing suits. Likes, they're all wearing suits. So it can be kind of difficult to... Occasionally, it can be very difficult to to tell which characters which. I don't know if you found that as well. I definitely agree. Yeah. So um, when I was, I did a, a seminar recently because I write my own comics and um, is by the, the work in progress group. And one of the things that they mentioned is when you're creating a character, the character's shape is really important because that will tell you instinctively a bit about what that character's character is like what the you know what characteristics that they have so around a person might be a little bit more jolly someone who's um you know a, you know shaped like a square might be more stoic and and strong and i because all the characters have got pretty similar builds and as you mentioned they're they're all kind of wearing suits it it was a bit of um it was it's difficult to attach myself to any of them if that made sense I don't think there's much to attach to. I guess I maybe I missed out on two or three chapters. I didn't fully finish it, but I got yeah. quite a quite a few chapters down. There's like forty six, um, counting some that aren't really chapters, just covers. But yeah, there's not a ton here to latch on to in terms of character. Um, did you have any one character like that you preferred, or were you just kind of neutral like I was? Um. So. Really, the only the only two characters that have got any sort of development is the main tr- protagonist, which is Alexina, and um, the gangster guy with the scar across his nose. I've really got to do a better job of making notes of the names of the characters. But I think um, it was you know who I'm Nicola, 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 yeah, Nicola. So yeah, those are the only two characters that i felt had much development really i would um, agree so uh, alexine is kind of this um prototypical kind of cold-blooded killer with with a heart of gold and nicola is a persuasive charming um gangster so kind of very much following um, archetypes uh, in that respect. The whole thing was kind of um, typical. Like there, it was mostly archetypes. I think uh, the, the story it's um, I guess it's supposed to be, we said twenties, New Jersey. And um, I think the setting here and the, the story, I guess uh, just seems like any, gangster movie or any mob movie and stuff like that it just seems um i can't find anything unique that really stands out 
in this story that makes me want to keep reading it. It it has violence, it has intrigue, it has a little bit of sex and all that stuff. But I mean, you need more than that. You need a little bit of substance. And I just don't know if it's there yet. Also, yeah. I'm finally going to address the elephant in the room. The translation on this is terrible. It is bad. Yes. It is, um, yeah, it is, there, there are a few typos in here. There were, obviously she, I think Eileen's, I don't know if that's a boy or a girl, um, or I'm assuming it's a woman. Her, um, she really needs to kind of maybe work with an editor to kind of work out some of these typos. Some of the, so I, I used to work for a uh, French company. And, you know, quite often they'd send me over um, st- uh, stuff to proofread when they when they wrote marketing brochures. And that's not to say that their English wasn't excellent. It's just that when you're writing in your second language, they're going to be odd turns of phrase, which makes sense in English, but doesn't flow naturally. And that is a very, very much the case in here. Um, yeah, I think... Um, Alexine is supposed to be Irish. Oh, is, is that correct? I, I have yes, no idea. I think she, yeah, I think she's supposed to be Irish, and um, Nicholas supposed to be maybe first or second generation Italian, and it's just you wouldn't be able to tell that from the dialogue at no. all. Is um yeah yeah. See, um, it sounds like you had quite a big problem with the the way um some of the dialogue was kind of written down. Yeah, I thought some of the some of the dialogue was w- would have been clever had it been um, translated properly and spelled properly, and that's clearly not her fault. Like, if if she's not an English language speaker and she can't find someone to translate or help her out on this, then that's just unfortunate. But I'm hoping. I think I also saw somewhere in the comments that she said she had a person helping, uh, and they are gone, so she needs someone new. Uh, so if anyone here. I guess I don't know her native language, but someone needs to translate for her because I think she has a decent dialogue. It may be a little bit um, edgy, a little bit uh, typical, but I think she has decent dialogue and she can't really show it because she's, uh, yeah, she just isn't speaking in her native tongue. So everything's a little bit off, especially like you said, the turns of phrase, some just simple spellings will be off. I think the one that I remember is doll face with one L. And I was like, that's just weird. You were so close. Uh, yeah but yeah other than that that's definitely the biggest thing like just the the translation for me is what's stopping me from reading yes um for me aside from the dialogue um is kind of something you know the the aesthetic choices that i mentioned kind of this isn't black and white or, or grayscale um, and I think we both enjoy comics that are, are written in gray, grayscale, but um, everything, see, this seems like it's, they're all fashion models and um, the world, when I think kind of 1920s New York or New Jersey, I'm thinking like grimy streets and smoke and corruption and everything's a little bit too clean. Yeah. And everyone's a little bit too good looking. Um, so, yeah, but that's not to say that there isn't stuff to admire in the artwork. I think, I don't know what you felt about this, but I think she is quite 
good at kind of showing showing subtle emotion changes in the characters' faces. So I think that's one thing that's to be admired about it. I think I think she's pretty decent with facial expressions. Yeah, um, I think also she's pretty good at um, the acting, like the physical shape of people's bodies. Often, I mean, there are some times when it's rough, but everyone has that. She's pretty good at that, especially when during the few fight scenes, she has her her anatomy right, which I which I appreciate. And what, like you were saying about the setting, it is a little bit clean. And I also noticed a lot of the time she'll um, cut out the background either just because they're up against a wall and the wall looks the same as just a blank gray background. So you couldn't really tell anyway, or they'll just be, yeah, they'll just be no background during a, a dialogue scene. And when they, when she does add the buildings, they're very clean, very nice looking architecture, but it doesn't look like, um, yeah, the grimy streets of 1920s, New Jersey, I guess. So I'm talking about kind of the, I, I, I'm really glad you brought up kind of background. She does something quite interesting um, with, with with the backgrounds. Um, we're quite curious, sh- should I say. So I think um, she's um, creating this on Photoshop. And I think she's drawing the background layer separate to the foreground layer. Um, obviously, that's how, how most people would do it. And I think she's putting a, like a grayscale filter on the on the background layer because kind of there's a scratch hatching hatching yeah, that's effect. Scratchy. Must, yeah. Yeah, the scratchy thing and then that's not replicated um on the skin tones of the um of the characters, which is very um almost too white, if that makes sense. Very clean. Very, very clean. The characters need to be a bit grimy, a bit dirtier. Um maybe that's not uh, aesthetically pleasing to her but for me that would maybe make it a bit more of a engaging um make it more engaging to look at i definitely agree uh the characters are just um i think it's also because just the lines themselves on the characters faces are very clean and very precise yes so there's not a lot very of um, anatomy there very thin lines as opposed oh, yeah. to teresa's which you know there was some of the lines were thin. Some of the the lines were were thicker. Um, Each character has yeah. one defining facial trait, kind of like she has a a nick out of her eyebrow, and then Nicola has a scar in his nose. And but other than that, they pretty much all have the same face. Yes, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. So um, it's you know she need. I mean, there there are some. Um, artists that work for you know the big two or three that can't draw different different faces, so we can't oh, yeah. really rag on her too much for that. But it would really help out if she kind of varied this, this, at least the shape of people's faces. So some people had slightly more pronounced jaws, squarer jaws, or um, stuff like this, and kind of even changing the shape. For me, if you just change the shape of people's bodies, you know, everyone's kind of these. I don't say weirdly and- androgynous, but do you know what I mean? It's kind of like very um, catwalk, um, uh, sort of like catwalk bodies. You know, again, when I'm thinking of 1920s, 19 um, uh, kind of 40s kind of prohibition era, I'm thinking of films like um, 
the untouchables and mm-hmm. quite a lot of these gangsters are corpulent and fat because of the, you know, they're, they're getting fat on, um, you know, the, you know, their, their illicit profits. Um, the, you know, the cops should be kind of worn down and haggard and six or six o'clock shadows. And there's kind of almost none of that here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I liked it a little bit better than you did, but I, I'd, I'd struggle to, to recommend anyone checking it out. Really. I couldn't really, I just, yeah, I couldn't find anything to latch on to. I don't think I'd recommend it to a lot of people. I think, it wasn't a waste of time to read. It definitely was interesting uh, in its moments, but there was a lot of uh, dry spells throughout, especially in comparison to that other webcomic. Yeah. I left this, my kind of abiding feeling about this is kind of frustration because she's quite clearly a very talented artist, but it's the other things that she needs to kind of maybe need a little bit help with from a, an editor or a, I'm a proofreader in terms of, one, as you mentioned, the pacing and two, making sure that the the dialogue reads fluently in, in English. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, before we get too far off it, I will say one thing she does pretty decently. Uh, her action scenes are pretty tense. Like they're usually slow and um, before the violence hits, it'll be a pretty tense scene of dialogue or just cutting to characters faces. I think she does that well. And it, with with those better faces, like if she could be improving on those faces a bit and the characters um, were more unique, then it would even kick that up even farther where they'd be that much more interesting. Yeah, the, the action scenes generally are quite well done. Again, hating to compare this to um, uh, Teresa's comic, some of the, while the action scenes are kind of beautifully framed and sequenced, they occasionally do feel a little bit um, weightless, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Kind of, there's not that visceral kind of. Is, is, is this an odd thing? It's, occasionally, it looks like a CGI fight, yeah. kind of like where it's being put through a computer, and you can kind of like tell that there's no impact there. There's like nothing kind of touching. But then there's other sequences where you can actually feel. Oh, actually, she's you know. You know she's hitting that character as hard as as hard as you can, but um, in other sequences it feels a little bit weightless. There's a couple panels where um, it looks like it's kind of a zoomed out perspective, like a bird's eye view almost, and it yeah. looks like they're just kind of floating in empty space with a picture of a background underneath them. Which I get, it is literally a picture of a background and it's a layer underneath them. But if you had yeah. like shadows cast or a light source or something to make it feel more like a three-dimensional room that they're in, that would really uh, pump up the uh, believability of it. Yeah. um, I think we're kind of focusing so much on the art and the technical aspects of this, because I think fundamentally, like, Alexina as a character is, um, as a protagonist is, you know, while not the most original protagonist in the world, is somewhat intriguing kind of the relationship that she has with her brother, I felt was um, an interesting backstory. Quite often in stories, you're, some writers are uh, a little bit reluctant to make the, the main protagonist um, unlikable. But, you know, early on, you, you see in her backstory, she was really quite horrible to her, her younger brother, 
early on and um something's obviously happened to their their parents and she's being left in charge um so i felt that was quite quite well done but um yeah, i just wish I, I i'm just frustrated with it because like this you know with a few things changed this could be quite good i'd be kind of happy to read it but at, in, in the state that it's and at the moment i wouldn't be able to um to recommend it i agree there's a lot of potential um i think the brother sister dynamic has a lot of um untapped potential just because i think that could be your your main framing device of like everything around this could revolve around this brother and sister trying to you know survive and do whatever their end goal is we don't really see a lot of that. Um, yeah. Also, I think she's probably pretty new creator. Probably um, is learning as she goes, and I think it'll only get better. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, like you said, I agree. Kind of, if we can, like the brother doesn't really have much of a personality, so we're not really, as a character, I'm not really too invested in what happens to him outside of how it would affect Alexina's. It'd be lovely, you know. Uh, if she could kind of maybe develop that character bit and see how he's getting up on in kind of university and thing things like that, and I think the the other main relationship between uh, in the story is between Alexina and um, kind of Nicola. There might be kind of a, a will they won't they dynamic in terms of either will they won't they kill each other or will they won't they end up in bed exactly. with each other. So that's yeah. So yeah, yeah. There is a bit of intrigue. When did she start writing this? So she, the first episode came out in January, 2019. So yeah, it, it, that's, you know, kind of a year and a half doing your first, this is, I mean, it's quite good work for someone who's doing their, their, um, their first comic. So, but they you know, you have to be honest and kind of say, there's a lot that needs to be kind of improved upon as well yeah i definitely agree um there has been a um an increase in i'm looking at the later chapters here now since i've just been looking at the earlier chapters i, d- I do think that they're getting better um the backgrounds seem to be a bit more detailed and more common but overall it does look about the same as it did in the beginning so i'm i mean i'll keep up on it i'm probably not going to read it episodically but I'll check back in every now and then just to see how uh, the creator's been leveling up, as they say. Yeah, um, I probably won't. <laughs> um, and th- I think the reason for that is um, I don't know what the end point of this is going to be. With Teresa's, I need. To, I I always prefer a story where I'm. I know that there's an ending, and um, unless I know that there's an ending to this, I'm not going to check back in on yeah. it. Yeah, so that's that's just me personally. That's what makes graduation nightmares a little bit more uh, readable because you know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like I said earlier, you have that the parents will be here in seven days. You only have this much time. You've got an ending to look forward to. And in this, I don't really even know what the plot structure is of this exactly. Yeah, yeah, I um, I concur on that one. Um, so cool. We've been going for about forty-five minutes. Um, any final thoughts on um, Memento Mori? Um, I think I said all I wanted to say. I would check out. You could check out one. I would check out Graduation Nightmares, just in terms of the strong, strong story. 
Yes, um, I'd agree with that. It's not that Memento Mori is necessarily bad. It wasn't to my taste, but if, if it's a choice between one or the other, then I think um, Graduation Nightmares for me is the far more um, appealing thing to read. Yeah, it feels a little bit more professional too. It feels a little yeah. bit more polished, yeah. Yeah, more polished, yeah. I agree with that. All right, well, if that's about all we have to talk about, what do you say we wrap it up? Yep, let's wrap it up. All right, guys, thank you for listening. It's been fun talking about these books. I hope we weren't too harsh about anything. I think we were pretty fair. Um, yeah, I think so, too. I think I think we were. Yeah, being honest is, is good. We, we, I had fun reading them both, regardless of what it sounded like. So thanks for checking it yeah. out, guys. Uh, stay safe, wear a mask, all that good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Stay safe, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks.